Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to the Impact Broadcast with Dr. Lisa Barino. We want to thank you for being a part of our um, podcast on today. And we um, have a very special guest today who's going to give us a whole lot of in-depth insight on spiritual warfare and deliverance. His name is Apostle Kevin Bailey, and he is the founder and apostle of Touch of the Master Healing Ministries International in Indianapolis, Indiana. And um, we welcome you, Apostle, onto the broadcast. And he has recently written a new book called Discovering Spiritual Warfare, Volume 1. So there's a Volume 2 that's coming. So we want him to come on and introduce himself in his own way. And um, after that, we're going to have prayer. And then he's going to share some some basic things about um, spiritual warfare and deliverance. He specializes in deliverance. And he's going to share some things. And then he's going to go into some teaching um, on deliverance. Amen. God bless you, Apostle. Hey, good morning, Dr. Lisa. What a privilege and an opportunity uh, for you to invite me to your podcast. I certainly appreciate that. And uh, also, I'd like to thank all of those who will be joining the podcast on today. It's a great privilege, Dr. Lisa, to, again, sit with you and just kind of break bread today and minister to the hearts of God's precious people. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's, um, I'm going to open up with prayer, and then from there we're going to have you go into um, kind of just giving us an overview of your new book, um, and then if you want to go into some deliverance, um, share some things about deliverance and things like that, we'll have you go into that. Is that good? Yes, sounds good. Amen. Praise God. Father God, we just glorify and magnify your name on today. We thank you, O oh Father God, for this opportunity to share into the life of your people. We pray, O oh Father God, that everything that is said and done will um, shift your people to another realm of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And we pray, O oh Father God, that your people will be healed and delivered by what is released. We bind all demonic strategic assignments, O oh Father God, that would try to hinder the word of God from going forth. O oh Father God, we thank you that there will be a release unhindered and unchecked by any demonic or satanic interferences. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Amen and amen. <clears throat> Again, so it's a great privilege. Your... Amen. Praise the Lord. And it's an honor to have you on here. You have a very busy and vigorous schedule, and I just feel privileged and honored to um, have you on the podcast, and um, I'm sure we'll have you on again. But I want us to get into your book, um, Rediscovering Spiritual Warfare. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what led you to write this volume, and and I see you're going to have a volume too. What is it that led you to um, write this book about um, rediscovering spiritual warfare? Okay, great. Uh, Yes, thanks uh, for asking. That's a great question. Uh, what I ran into over the years, I, I've been doing deliverance and, and fighting for probably now over 17, 18 years uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, we in the Army. And what I found, Dr. Lisa, is that many believers uh, do not realize that there is some warfare. It is beyond joining the church, a name, or connected with a particular man or woman of God. The reality is that there's a battle with the unseen enemy that he is waging uh, against us daily. And there is a time I also bring a balance to the believer because there is a time that you rest, and it's not always a war. 
Uh, but the reality is what I found over the years is that many believers are not taught uh, how to fight uh, through prayer, through intercession, or even engaging in warfare, or even understanding what spiritual warfare is, what intercession is, and what prayer is. And so that's what led me to write the book uh, so that they could uh, establish a solid foundation for spiritual warfare and, more than anything, a scriptural reference uh, for battling and realizing that they're in the army of the Lord. Uh, so in the book, I talk and share with them about knowing and you, how to know and use your weapons, how to configure your we- weapons, um, and then studying the enemy and then how to prepare yourself for battle, uh, which in many um, uh, uh, times, in many, uh, I would say, places or just in the church, what I found is that uh, uh, many a times it is emotionalism, uh, a lot of hooping and hollering, maybe running, uh, or various things. And not that anything is wrong with that, but many a times what a person really needs is deliverance. Yes. And then after deliverance, being discipled and trained how to maintain the deliverance, because deliverance is not an event. It's not another conference. Yes, we have deliverance conference and prophetic conference, but it's not an event. It is a process. And I believe it's the responsibility of the church and the leaders to engage in this battle that we're in uh, and teach the people that they uh, that are in their churches or in their ministry uh, as believers, the scriptural reference for battling and letting them know that they can win. It's an unseen enemy that we fight, but you can win. Amen. 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 You know, um, something you just said um, that I find to be a key issue is people um, don't really understand the process of keeping their deliverance. That's a big issue, I believe, in the church. I believe that, um, first of all, I do believe that a lot more churches need to be involved in deliverance. I've had people on all levels of fivefold ministry gifts claiming that this is not what I do, this is not for me, this is not what we do. But it is what we do because that's what the apostles did in the scriptures. That's what the disciples did. They did deliverance. Um, and But I believe that a lot there's a lot of misconception about deliverance And I think that people believe that once they're delivered, that's it, but they don't realize that there are things that they have to put in in place to maintain their deliverance. And you have to be conscious of it. It's a conscious thing. You have to have a consciousness about your deliverance and how to maintain it. You want to talk a little bit about that, about how people can maintain their deliverance and and, and also why, why it is that we don't see deliverance going on in the church. Okay, uh, uh, well, there are several different re- reasons. Uh, Dr. Lisa, that is a great question and a great topic. Uh, I love uh, indulging and embarking upon topics like this. Uh, there's a few things uh, the why we don't see, not only just the maintaining of the deliverance, you have to teach it first and understand it. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <clears throat> Sometimes I wonder uh, with uh, believers, with what Bible are you reading? And, and I think to myself, what Jesus are you following? 
Because how do you follow Jesus and not do what he did or embrace what he did? And I think one of the biggest problems is that there is, for one, fear. Uh, Two, uh, there is ignorance of the knowledge of demons or deliverance, okay? Uh, Three, uh, many a times uh, there is, uh, um, how can I put it, Uh, there's a lot of emotionalism, uh, there's a lot of hypocrisy, and I'll just say this, uh, churches that welcome and tolerate sin, deliverance ministry won't be effective for you. Yes. Uh, because after deliverance, no, it would not, Dr. Lisa. Because when you embark upon this battle, uh, many people don't realize that uh, we're not talking about perfectionism, but you have to be blameless before the Lord, and which means that there can be no unconfessed sin, and you can't go back to the vomit. You know, the Bible says that mm-hmm. shall a dog return to his vomit? Dogs represent evil workers, Okay. And so we should not return to the vomit. And why do we return to the vomit or the very thing that made us sick? And many a times uh, I've asked people, hey, do you get an alcoholic delivered from alcoholism and tell him to live in an apartment at the top of a liquor store? Exactly. Yeah. And so, and many a times problems are identified, but, uh, the believer doesn't understand the authority that he has. And also, uh, many are saying, hey, uh, the other thing is, uh, I named those two, but the third thing is that they are taught to ignore the enemy. Okay? And I'm going to give you an example. For an example, if I'm cut myself and I've hit a main vein and it's bleeding, do I ignore that it's bleeding and hope that it stops? That's where many believers are at. They're bleeding to some capacity. They're under attack, whether it be in their dreams, in their life from, uh, this is not about salvation. These are from previous sins. And many don't understand that when we do deliverance, we deal with the consequences of the sin that they're committing. It is not that they are not forgiven or that they're not in Christ. We deal with the consequences. There could be family curses. Uh, there could be uh, various cycles within the family, occultic uh, uh, involvement. Uh, they may have came out of their self. It may have been practiced in their family. It's just so many things. Or um, uh, premarital sex, fornication, drunkenness, mm-hmm. uh, clubbing, all kinds of stuff that the world offers. So what is done with all of that? You know, it's what I ask the people. Because listen, Apostle. When we come to Christ, I asked him many a times, did anything physically change when you received Jesus? And that man or woman of God is saying, come on, Jesus is, is the answer. Yes, he is. Yes, he wants to forgive you. Yes, he wants to love. But many a times we, 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 uh, we receive cheap grace and cheap messages. We, we have these cheap messages all the time just about grace and forgiveness and yeah. not a standard to where we are living right or at least striving to and then dealing with the repercussions of sin. Listen, uh, the Bible says in First Peter, I believe 5 and 8, it says that 
The devil roams to and fro and throughout the earth. Seek him who he may devour or who he may swallow up. Yes. All right? He wants to swallow us up. John 10, 10 says that he comes to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. destroy. Ignoring that fact does not make the problems uh, go away. And one of the reasons I wrote the book is because I see so many believers uh, defeated or discouraged or depressed or many a times walking away from Christ because uh, the church and many people don't solve the problems that they are having, uh, whether it be delivered, some of them are believers say, why are Christians sick? You know why? Sometimes healing would not manifest, and this is what I've experienced, Apostle, unless deliverance is done. A lot of times when people have demonic spirits driven out of them, healing manifests and they testify about yeah. it to us. Yeah. Yes. Amen. And, you know, it's sad because I grew up in a traditional church, which most of us did before we came into um, yeah. gospel ministry and anything. And, right. and, and it's funny right. because I remember as a young woman or young girl even, after I got saved, I was constantly going back to the altar every Sunday to get saved all over again. And as I, you know, over the years and growing up, I realized that it wasn't that I needed to be saved again. I needed to be delivered. And I also needed to be taught how to live because most of the time people get saved, but they're not taught how to live this saved life. They're not taught how to live this life in Christ. Um, so that's why I believe a lot of people feel like nothing's changed. Um, although some of us, we do feel the change that comes over our life, but we're still struggling in our flesh, in our soulish realm, because we've not taught, we're, we've not been taught how to live this life. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people are not able to maintain their healing because, like you said, they don't recognize that there is an enemy out here. Um, you do have an enemy, and he's going to do everything he can to pull you back into where you've escaped. Um, but thanks be unto God um, who gives us the victory and who has equipped um, people who really do have a heart to see people fully set free and have learned how to um, – to do deliverance on some level. One of the chapters in your book that um, is one of my favorites is Chapter 2, Weapons of War, Prayer, and Intercession. Talk to us a little bit about how important, and the reason why this chapter is so, well, first of all, I'm an intercessor as well, but one of the things that strike me with this chapter and just in general is a, a lot of churches, I believe, don't do deliverance because, and I always go back to it, is because a lot of times there's not real solid prayer going on in the, in the house. And oh. a lot of times it's, it's the head. I, I can, you can go into a house and tell if that leader has a prayer life. Um, you can have all the intercessors you want, but if that leader does not have a prayer life and is not hearing from God and is not being led by the Spirit, you're not going to have deliverance. And a lot of times, the prayer life, the intercession life in the house is not strong because that head does not have a strong prayer life. Um, and when that's not in place, a lot of these type of things are not going to go forth. And like you said, sometimes there's so much sin in the house, and sometimes it's in the establishment, it's in the upper echelon that 
And, and they don't want that because you might expose their stuff, their hidden stuff that's hidden with all the this hollering and shouting and the prophesying and all that. But behind that, there is stuff that's saying, don't touch my sin, don't touch my stuff. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And, I, and to be honest, uh, Dr. Lisa, I have ran into this so many times in various houses and opportunities that have been given even throughout the world as I have ministered the word of God. And this is just so true. Uh, when there's not a level of not just prayer or intercession, well, if you don't pray, you can't even embark upon intercession, let alone do spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Okay? Absolutely. And uh, a lot of times uh, there is a secret, no matter how many other people uh, that are doing intercession, and many a times uh, there's a favorite person or someone within mm-hmm. the intercessory team or that leads it uh, that is uh, has a Jezebel spirit, men or women, that have yeah. a Jezebel spirit and control what goes on and also helps to hide the sin of many leaders. So when you yeah. operate in that uh, pretense and when you operate from that uh, realm, what happens is the people that you are connected with and the people that you're supposed to be shepherding, they become casualties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so they are taught to not even, some are taught to, hey, don't even, don't glorify the devil. Don't mess with the devil. It's not going to stop him from messing with you. Ignoring him is not to keep him from attacking you. I love the book of Pigs of Power by Frank Cannon. He shares yeah. the story. He said, hey, if a pig comes into your house and is crapping all over the house and trampling through and uh, tearing up everything in your house, are you going to ignore them or are you going to do something about it? It's the same way yeah. with demons. You know, ignoring them, it's like they're just going to keep tearing stuff up. That's how the devil does the believers. He keeps on attacking them until he kills them. He keeps attacking them. That pig is going to trample everything, poop all over the house, mess up everything, and probably will lay down and roll in it and eat it. They're one of the nastiest animals, uh, yeah. you know, in the world. I ain't going to even go there and talk about that. But the reality is that are you going to do something about it or are you going to ignore it? Just like I was telling you about that open wound. You're bleeding and could die. Ignoring it, will it make it stop? Will it make it go away? No. You actually have to take action. You may need stitches. You actually have to go to a doctor. And one of the things I share with people, too, is uh, um, the other thing is uh, this is – some people, I'm sorry, this big. Uh, I have to cut this down. The other thing is that when you, I want them to think about this. When you go to the doctor and you can't tell them what's wrong, how would they be able to treat you? And usually you have some sort of pain, which yeah. will let you know that something is wrong. But if you don't tell them, how will they treat you? It's the same thing. If you don't tell people or tell your leaders, uh, that there is a problem, you know, some uh, are so many a times prideful, they won't say, hey, go and get help where you can get help. They won't do that. Exactly. They won't do it. Mm-hmm. And it's the mm-hmm. same in the church. 
It's the same in the church. We won't go and get here. But the other, I, I believe strongly too, um, and I can only say this from personal experience and things I've heard from other people, a lot of times people in the church don't go and get help in deliverance because a lot of times there's not a safe platform to do that. Um, and, 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 and people are afraid of their stuff being exposed instead of kept private. Uh, and I do love it that you all offer um, private counseling sessions with your team and what have you because sometimes, you know, in front of the church or at a conference is not always the, the right um, setting um, for things like that because sometimes there's some deep stuff that comes out um, during deliverance. Um, and I think a lot of people sometimes shy away from it, especially people who are in leadership or what have you or or maybe who are well-known in the church or what have you, pull back from that because they don't want people to know their business, um, which I can understand that. But I love it that you all do offer um, counseling um, and deliverance sessions and things like that, and we can talk about that at the end of the um, the end of the podcast. So I want you to talk a little bit um, more about deliverance. And, um, you know, I know you were talking about sometimes we have to demystify it and take the spookiness out of it. So if you want to talk about that and then share some other things, I'm going to kind of digress and let you go ahead and talk more about deliverance. And if there's anything that the Holy Spirit brings <laughs> to your spirit that you want to share and release on the line because the podcast is listened to all over the world, and I want people to be able to call in and and feel like um, they really heard from God and that this is possible for them. And hopefully um, some people will reach out to you and, and want to have some type of deliverance um, session or what have you. So you can share whatever it is that God has put in your spirit. I just wanted to do kind of a brief introduction of your book and what you do. Um, and his book is available on Amazon. Um, as well as their website, and we'll share that information with you at the end of the podcast. But, um, Apostle, I want you to go ahead and share a little bit more about what deliverance really is and about. And take the, take the mystifying out of it, because a lot of people, it's such a mystery, <laughs> and it's so spooky, and it's really not. It really isn't. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to go to a scripture, and, and when these people first seen uh, Jesus do it, uh, they, uh, the, the many a times, People look at the scriptures as a scribe, and they look at it from a religious lens or either the commandments of men, and many a times it's not properly interpreted, and or they think it's some new doctrine. And this happened in the scriptures, and I'm going to read it in just a little bit. All right, but one of the things... Uh, that is can be some um, uh, leaders or just believers uh, itself, one of the problems I have found is that they just don't understand it. And many a times some of them don't understand it, but some believers and leaders, they don't understand it, and many of them that fight it, it's just the enemy uh, that is fighting through them. So a lot of times the enemy fights what they don't understand. If they're ignorant to it, many a times they'll say, too, uh, this is witchcraft. They are taught to, hey, not to receive this, this is witchcraft. Is this a new doctrine? This is something new? No, I don't want to receive this. Many leaders teach and shepherd the people this way, but what it does is it keeps them 
in bondage, okay? It is, and, and some people are afraid. Oh, you glorify the, the devil. And what they revert back to is, hey, you're saved. You're going to be all right. That's not true. You saved and you need deliverance. Nothing changed about your body or the consequences. You are now justified by the blood. Your sins are forgiven. Now we have to deal with the consequences of what you've done prior to coming to Christ. And many don't understand that. The Bible says in the book of 3 John 2, above all things you shall be in good health, and that as your soul prosper, you shall prosper. That word health is connected to a word called sozo. Okay? which is also connected to inner healing, deliverance, or deliverance from the molestation of enemies. Amen. Salvation also, another word is for, uh, for the sozo, uh, is connected with deliverance, is connected with healing, and uh, deliverance from the molestation of enemies. Mm. But listen, the Bible says that as your soul prosper, what is the soul? The mind with the mind, body, and what? Spirit that is connected to the will of a person, their emotion. Okay? So what do we do about that? First Thessalonians 5 and 23 says, He desire that you be whole in body, mind, and spirit. These are scriptures, apostles, that are not talked about. Whole in mind. Body and spirit, that makes up the soul. He desires for you to be whole. Uh, Whole is, you know, complete, uh, you know, uh, perfected, healed. I mean, yes, delivered, refreshed. Amen? Amen. So, you know, uh, something is spooky. Because they have never heard of it. But let me share this with them. Mark chapter 16 and 17 says this, and this is for believers. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they shall cast out demons. Oh, my God. Some are are shaking right now in their boots. Oh, my God, not me. Now, one of the requirements of the believers, you need to get free first before you can do the ministry. And that's hard for some people to acknowledge that, hey, there is some problems even with myself. Even in all the years I have been doing this ministry, I still go and get deliverance ministry. I still could be hurt. I could become offended. I could be broken. Uh, Somebody could do something to be heinous. Whatever it is, I still receive the ministry myself. Yeah, and listen, I refuse to set others free and remain bound myself, and I refuse to lead while bleeding. Some are bleeding. Some, even today, that are listening to this podcast today, a leader, a man, a woman, a God, believer, you're bleeding to some capacity. There is a problem. It's drunkenness. It's addiction to nicotine, lust, pornography, masturbation, whatever it is. And the list goes on and on. It doesn't discount that you are a man or woman of God. 
but the imperfections must be dealt with through deliverance. You must go to see somebody, and you must come to the Dr. Jesus and go to a person that believes in this ministry that carries a level of authority that can help you. And that's hard for some. It says in Mark chapter 16, 17, and these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out devils. It's cast out demons in his name, not in your name. It's nothing you can do. It's, it said in my name. That word my is capitalized. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. It will not by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So that right there is three conditions of being a believer. Speaking in tongues, casting out demons, so baptism of the Holy Spirit, casting out demons, and laying hands on the sick. Many uh, need healing today, but it's not practiced. Mm -hmm. And many churches, many ministries, and many times, as I said earlier, that uh, I was sharing with you, uh, uh, Dr. Lisa, that um, many a times healing in the body won't manifest unless the demonic spirits are driven out. Because sickness many a times is derived from evil spirits. Now, there may be some uh, genetic stuff that goes on in some families, and it's genetic, uh, or there's a curse connected with occultic involvement that creates sickness. We can break all of those. The only thing to do to be done with a curse is to break them. But that gives us our scriptural reference right there. As a believer, you don't have to be a pastor. You do not have to be a leader or carry a title. It says for those who believe, if you are a believer, your responsibility, three things, is to cast out demons, speak with new tongues, and lay hands on the sick. Amen. That is our responsibility. Amen. Uh, I want to go to Mark chapter 1, and I want to talk about this in Mark chapter 1. Jesus, in verse 21, he appears in Capernaum on the Sabbath. And he went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as a scribe. This is the letter of the word. Yeah, letter of them. Many a times the believers are lettered with the word. Do's and don'ts, that's it. Do this, do that. Or it's three, uh, three points or seven points or however, but no deliverance. So it's a different when you teach as a scribe or, or as one having authority. All right? And so in verse 23, it says, Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. He cried out, saying, Let us alone. What do we have to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So listen, Jesus did this ministry public, but guess what? The demons knew who he was. Guess what? They know who you are. When that spirit has been uh, generated, all right, your spirit's been regenerated, you are new in Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit is operating in you, and, and Jesus 
uh, divinity is operating in you, and that greater one is in you than he that operates in the world. Mm -hmm. Amen? And it says, but guess what Jesus did? He did this publicly. And so deliverance ministry is to be done publicly. That's the first point I'm getting to. It, and some were astonished about his teaching because they are used to hearing uh, scribe teaching. There's nothing wrong with teaching, uh, giving, uh, you know, the do's and don'ts of teaching the word of God. But guess what? You have to teach. You also need to uh, go back to teaching with authority. Yeah. With revelation and then action following what you do. Look what Jesus do. After you teach, action is required. Look what Jesus did. The Bible says in verse 25, but Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. Mm. See this? Yeah. Jesus said this. People of God, it's not tough. You've got to get out of the way. This is not spooky. You tell them to leave in the name of Jesus, not in your name. Many a times people think that if it doesn't work or they say, well, if I do this and it doesn't work, I'm going to look bad. You know why? Because many believers are taught that, uh, and it's good to have a shepherd, it's good to have a leader, but you can't really depend on anybody but God. And you have to hope to, that your man or woman of God that you're connected with is here for God and that you can go to them and tell them of the issues and get the deliverance that you need. Amen. Amen. And so, and also, when we talk about deliverance ministry, guess what? It has to be maintained. But guess what? Also, you have to grow up. You have to mature. Yeah. You can't go back to the same thing. The Bible even says in the book of Luke chapter 24, so I would say to some people, are you sure you want deliverance? In the book of Luke in chapter 11, 24 to 26, it says that they go, once they are driven out, they go into a dry place seeking rest. And then they come back to see if the house is swept clean. And then guess what? They enter with seven times more. So after the seven, with seven other spirits, so after the deliverance and the house is swept clean with the deliverance, you have to what? Practice Christian disciplines, prayer, yes. studying and meditating the word of, on the word of God, worship, praise, fasting. Those are just five disciplines that you can insulate yourself with. Now, it won't exempt you or keep you from being attacked, but when you do those disciplines, it strengthens the faith muscle, all right? Yes. It strengthens your faith muscle. It strengthens you as a believer. I call it therapy. It's a vitamin. You know, some of us, we need to take a, a, a multivitamin. This is the word, and practice these therapies. Amen? Prayer, Amen. fasting, worship. Um, these are Christian disciplines. Meditating on the scriptures. Amen. It's something that you have to do. It's not an event. Deliverance is a process. All right? Yeah. Jesus tells the man, be quiet. Come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had combusted and cried out in a loud voice, he came out of him. And then, guess what? They were amazed. Verse 27 says, they were all amazed. This is what's going on in many churches. If you do some deliverance or the devil start acting up, even myself, I have gone into places and the demons will, uh, some of the leaders, they believe that, or leaders in the church, this has happened to me 
so many times their main leaders or intercessors or deacon, minister, or prophet, or pastor, or whatever they are, bishop, they start manifesting. When I start teaching or when I get there to the pulpit, they're acting up, saying, shut up. We hate you, apostle. Shut up. You, don't you come here teaching that. Don't you say, you know, we hate you. Some of them spit. Some of them get all on the floor, falling out. I've had this happen to me. And what, before I even preach, guess what I do? What Jesus did, he did the ministry publicly. I rebuked it and said, come out of the woman or the man. In the name of Jesus, you foul, unclean spirit, come out of the woman or this man. Amen. All right? So listen, let me share this with y'all too. Listen to me closely. Another few things about deliverance. Deliverance is done, listen, deliverance is a ministry of compassion. If you don't love people, you should not be involved with deliverance, okay? Or healing ministry. And you really can't do one or the other. Healing and deliverance, they parallel to each other, the ministry. But deliverance is a ministry of compassion, number one. Number two, deliverance is a miracle ministry. It is ground-level warfare, you confronting the enemy head-on and addressing the enemy. It's ground-level warfare. It's a miracle ministry. Number two. Number three, it is done with skill and technique through experience. So guess what? The only way, really, there's no... Uh, I've trained and had people on service and said, look, Apostle, I didn't sign up with this. This is crazy. But listen, the only way to become involved with it is first be, get free. Mm-hmm. Get delivered yourself and get your stuff dealt with. Okay? Then you can help others. Okay? But the only way to get involved and to learn uh, techniques, you may not do the techniques I do. But you learn through experience, through experience and embark upon this ministry. Deliverance ministry takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of uh, uh, skill, technique, but also you have to have faith. Amen. You have to have faith in Jesus. You have to look at Jesus when somebody is needed deliverance, so they come to you with a a short leg, or they come to you, they're screaming and roaring and making all kind of sounds, and uh, it's a lady, but you hear a man's voice uh, talking through the person, and all of these type of things, or some of them, they are infirm, have sickness. Will you show compassion? Jesus did, but Jesus did the ministry publicly. Now, we do sessions secretly, but whenever Jesus preached, after he preached, he cast demons out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show it to you all in a minute. Let me finish up. It says, then they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves, saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this? This is how many of us are. For with authority, he commands that even the unclean spirits, and they obey him, and immediately, listen to what it says in verse 28, and immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. So they said, well, Jesus, Jesus, you famous for casting out demons. So listen, that's not the whole point. 
doing deliverance ministry will set you apart uh, from many other ministers, women or men of God. Amen. Amen. It's a lot of uh, attacks. It's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. We're doing this ministry. So that's why you need a team of intercessors, too, when you embark upon this ministry. Verse 32, I'm going to skip over to Peter's mother-in-law is healed of a fever in this text, too. But I'm going to skip over to verse 33. It's the 32. It says, that evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. And then he healed many who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. This is the place that the believer must get to. You, I'm talking to you on today. You, the believer, this is the place you must get to. Amen? Amen. Let's drop down to verse 38. Look what he says. He says, but he said to them, let us go into the next town that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. And verse 39 says, and when he was preaching in their synagogues, the church, that's where they go to hear the word, all right, throughout all Galilee and casting out demons. So Jesus preached and he cast out demons. It is not nothing new. You have a decision to make. You have to decide, or you're going to minister deliverance to the people. It's not nothing new. It's not a new doctrine. Amen. Amen. That is that's true. That's so true. Amen. A deliverance is the children's bread. And I'm going to talk about the bread for a minute. Mm-hmm. The deliverance is the children's bread. Amen. I want to talk about the bread, Dr. Lisa. And just a minute, I want to talk about that, and then we'll have a time in prayer. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Look what it said about the bread. So I want to share this. In the book of Ruth in chapter 1, I believe it's verse 3 or verse 4. Listen, when she brought Naomi out in the Moabites, just read Ruth chapter 1. I believe I can't, don't have the time to go to the verse right now. I believe it's 3 or either 4. The first thing she gave to them was bread. You know why? Because, listen to me closely, naturally, bread is a staple food. What's a staple food? A staple food is uh, something that is served with every meal. You know why bread throughout the world is served with a meal? Because it fills you up. I want you to slow down. I want you to think about this. And this is how deliverance should be done. Deliverance is designed to fill you up. It's the children's bread. It should be served with every meal. It should be done at every service. Now, I ain't talking about some that will come with the same demons and getting saved all over again. I'm talking about that if there's an issue, it must be addressed during the service, wherever it is you attend at, this bread must be served. And the biggest problem with some of us is that we have ate stale bread Burnt bread, dry words, no revelation, dry churches, no oil. Amen? And there's no bread being served. So guess what? The people there are malnourished. Mm. And they're not full because they haven't received the bread of deliverance. Wow. 
Yes. Even Jesus in Mark chapter uh, 7 and 27, I'm going to read this. Mark chapter 7 and 27, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read what Jesus said. And the, the, the Samaritan lady comes um, and asks for the crumbs of the bread. Let, let me share with you what Jesus said. Uh, was it the Phoenician woman or Samaritan? Okay, Sarah Phoenician by birth. Look what he says. In verse 27, I challenge you all to read of this story about the Gentile or the woman who shows her faith. Amen? I, I challenge you all to read this. She came to Jesus in verse 25 about her daughter who had an unclean spirit. She heard about him and came and fell at Jesus' feet. And uh, uh, it was a lady that was a Seraphidician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her in verse 27, let the children be filled first. Y'all see this? For it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it Mm -hmm. to little dogs. Mm -hmm. She answered him and said, yes, Lord. But yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. She's like, give me something. Give me a portion of this bread. Give me some measure of deliverance. And then he said to her, for this thing, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. Amen? Amen. And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out of her daughter lying on the bed. Amen? So she said, no, Jesus, give me something. He said, no, let me give it to the children first. They must be filled first. What does bread do? It fills us up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen? That's why many people have bread in soup or bread with their dinners. Bread with their, you know why? Because it's going to fill them up. It's the same way with deliverance. Yeah. Now, you can't eat too much bread because it will swell you up because it has yeast in it. But deliverance does not. This is a picture of the deliverance. It is the children's bread, and it must be served and given to you so that you are no longer malnourished. Amen? Ephesians chapter 5 says this, as we all know, we are the bride that is connected to Christ. We have became married to him when we come to Christ through our act of confession of our mouth and believing in our heart. We become his bride. So listen to me. I want you all to catch this. I'm going to read in Ephesians 5 and 26. We represent the bride of Christ. Do you think Jesus is coming back for a wounded, broken, despaired, sick bunch of believers, uh, no deliverance? Do you think he's coming back for that type of church? I want y'all to listen to that. I'm sorry about that in the background. It's my clock. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give me just a second. Praise God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. 
I'm sorry about that, that clock. I'm sorry I should have muted it. I apologize about that. But listen to me. Do you think I apologize, Dr. Lisa? But listen, I want you all to get this. You have became the bride connected to Christ. You are his bride. You're married to him. You're in covenant with him. Look what it says in verse 26. I want you all to picture this. Get a picture and a revelation of this. He says that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water. By the word that he may present her to himself, himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that he should be holy and without blemish, that she should be holy and without blemish. Y'all see this? I want to talk about this a little bit. So guess what deliverance ministry does? It sets us apart. It mm-hmm. sanctifies and cleanses us with the washing of what? Of water by the word that, that he might what? Present us. Now, I know the scriptures use what in marriage, uh, counseling, and couples, but I want you to take it up a level and look at yourself as being a bride and being washed with the water of the word, that he may present her to himself a glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle. Guess what? So why do you iron a shirt to get the wrinkles out? It's a picture of deliverance. Why do you iron a shirt to get the wrinkles out, to get the blemishes out? Are y'all listening to me? If it's a spot on it, you wash it. So guess what? The deliverance uh, as the bride, if, the, if your dress is dirty as the bride, listen, you must be washed in the word. If you get some dirt on it, the deliverance will get the dirt out of the dress. It's like a laundering yeah. soap. The deliverance. It's yeah. like a laundering soap. Amen? The, mo- the book of Malachi talks about, I believe in chapter uh, 3 or chapter 2, it talks about being laundered. But listen, but listen to me. Uh, I, I just, uh, I will go there. But let me finish up. So listen, the deliverance removes the spots, the wrinkles, and all blemishes and imperfections. From a person. Amen. Are y'all there? That's why you must be washed with the water by the word, and the spots and wrinkles must be identified along with the blemishes and driven out. These are demonic spirits, blemishes, imperfections. Cycles, curses, refer to them however you want to. Uh, In the families, curses, witchcraft, whatever it is, it's a spot or a wrinkle. The spot must be laundered to get it out. The wrinkles must be ironed out with the deliverance. Amen? The blemishes and imperfections must be ironed out. You are the bride that is connected with Christ. He's married to you. He desires that you be washed by the word, that he may, might present her to himself, a glorious church, yes. not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Amen. Amen. So deliverance gives a grace for you to live right, to live holy. Yes. Amen. Amen. 
Dr. Lisa, I'm going to turn it over to you. And if you have any comments, that's fine. And so, and I want them to avail themselves and open their hearts to receive. We will do some ministry within here today. Uh, But I'm going to give it back to you, Dr. Lisa, for any comments that you may have, and then we will have prayer. I don't have any comments. Every I, I, Everything you're saying, I'm totally in agreement, and I'm just going to say continue to flow in the vein that you're in and go ahead and do prayer or deliverance or whatever the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. Okay. All right. Those who are listening to me, I want you to repeat this after me. All right? Your confession of faith, and then I'm going to pray. And I want you to forgive everyone that has hurt you or wounded you in any kind of way or injured you. So repeat this after me. Say, Father God, God. in the name of Jesus, Jesus. I believe that Jesus Jesus is the Son of God. God. I believe that he shed his blood for me. I believe that he shed his blood for me. He died for me. He died for me. He was put in the grave. He was put in the grave. And raised on the third day. And raised on the third day. That same power of the resurrection. That same power of the resurrection. That raised Jesus from the dead. That raised Jesus from the dead. Shall give life. Shall give life to my mortal body. To my mortal body. I now welcome. I now welcome the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit into my mind, body, and spirit. Into my mind, body, and spirit. Who is the Spirit of Truth? Who is the Spirit of Truth? The Comforter. The comforter, the helper, the helper, and the one that teaches all things, and the one that teaches all things. Father, I yield to you and I avail myself to you. Father, I yield to you and avail myself to you. And I yield to deliverance. And I yield to deliverance. And healing. And healing. And I embrace it today. And I embrace it today. I acknowledge any sins. I acknowledge any sins. In my family line. In my family line. On my mother or father's side. On my mother or father's side. Connected with occultic activity. Connected with occultic activity. Or witchcraft. Or witchcraft. Or any other forms. Or any other forms of lewdness, of lewdness, uh, wickedness, wickedness, on my mother or father's side, on my mother or father's side, back to sixty generations, back to sixty generations. I acknowledge this as sin, Lord. Acknowledge this as sin, Lord. I ask you to forgive my ancestors. I ask you to forgive my ancestors. Of these sins. Of these sins. And I acknowledge my own sins. And I acknowledge my own sins. Known and unknown. Known and unknown. In Jesus' name. In 
And I ask for forgiveness. And I ask for forgiveness. And I ask that you would release me. Release me. And I release and forgive all those. And I release and forgive all those who have hurt me. Who have hurt me. Or wounded me. Or wounded me. Previous leaders. Previous leaders. Family members. Family members. Leaders. Leaders. Teachers. Teachers. Employers. Employers. And anyone else. And anyone else. I forgive them. I forgive them. And I release them. And I release them. I fall out of agreement with unforgiveness. I fall out of agreement with unforgiveness. Bitterness. Bitterness. Resentment. Resentment. Hatred or self-hatred. Hatred or self-hatred. Retaliation. Retaliation. Anger or murder. Anger or murder. I renounce it. I renounce it. And I renounce all disobedience. And I renounce all disobedience. Rebellion. Rebellion. Stubbornness. Stubbornness. Hardness of heart. Hardness of heart. Self-righteousness. Self-righteousness. And pride. And pride. Say, I renounce all these things. I renounce all these things. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, today. Father, today. I receive my deliverance. I receive my deliverance. I receive my healing. I receive my healing. I renounce the spirit of infirmity. I renounce the spirit of infirmity. Sickness or disease. Sickness or disease. You bore the cross for it. You bore the cross for it. And you promised to heal all diseases. And you promised to heal all diseases. And forgive me of all iniquity. And forgive me of all iniquity. So upon that promise. So upon that promise, I receive my healing today. I receive my healing today. And the deliverance. And the deliverance. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, I'm going to pray. All right? I'm going to go ahead and pray. And so, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I release the angels of God to fight with battle axes and weapons of war in their hands. In Jesus' name, to fight for these, your precious people. And I declare that they are invaded wherever place or home or region or city or state or country of those who are listening today. In Jesus' name, let them invade. In Jesus' name, let there be an explosion. In Jesus' name. And I release the Holy Ghost fire and burning and destruction to every demonic spirit that has your people bound. In Jesus' name. And I break every diabolical power and allegiance connected with witchcraft and diabolical sanctions that have been released against your people. And I break the chains by the authority of Jesus' name and the authority of the blood in the word. And I send the word unto them that shall heal and deliver them from all destruction. And I declare 
that the weapons that you have given us are not carnal, but mighty in God in the pulling down of strongholds. I rebuke vain imaginations that command the walls of their mind to melt, that they may receive the deliverance, that they may receive the healing. I rebuke the empty shell in the name of Jesus. And I declare all stubborn spirits, I bind you. And I declare that the finger of God shall be released, that shall cast out devils, and the spirit of God shall come upon you. In Jesus' name, and I declare and decree in Jesus' name that every demonic thought shall be bought and vain imaginations shall be bought to the obedience of Christ in Jesus' name. And God shall punish the sons of disobedience in Jesus' name. And every demonic cohort and every demonic imp that's on assignment, I bind and I arrest it in Jesus' name, and I command it to loose the people of God, in Jesus' name. All spirits of resentment, bitterness, hatred, destruction, murder, unforgiveness, violence, temper, anger, retaliation, come on, all the way out, come out, in Jesus' name. And I command the visions, the images that has created perversity in your heart from pornography to come out, in Jesus' name. Drunkenness, I break the curse. Even the spirits connected with whoredom, drunkenness, addiction to drugs, I command those spirits to come out of you. Pharmacia spirits, sorcery, all forms of witchcraft and pythons. Uncall from the people of God. Uncall. No longer will you squeeze life out of them. Come out in Jesus' name. Loose them. Uncall from the people of God. In Jesus' name. And I command all spirits of possessiveness, dominance, witchcraft, Jezebelic powers, arguments, fighting, quarreling, criticism, to come out in Jesus' name. And all spirits of mutilation, self-mutilation, cannibalism, in Jesus' name, Satanism, familiar spirits, seances, water witching, come on, all the way out, come out of the bowels, come out of the hearts, the backs, the spleens, the legs, the feet, every demonic spirit, come on, all the way out. Come out by the authority of Jesus' name and the authority of his blood. The blood of Jesus is against you. I lose burning and destruction to every spirit that refuses to leave. Burning and destruction. The fire of God. The fire of God. Let it be released. Fire. 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 The fire of God. Fire. Be released in Jesus' name. And I declare in Jesus' name, all spirits are revenge, hurt, cruelty, spite. In Jesus' name, rejection, fear rejection, isolation, escapism, self-rejection, inferiority, self-pity, loneliness, timidness, shyness, inadequacy, jealousy, rejection. Come on, all the way out. Come out. In Jesus' name, link yourself together and come out of them. Now, go. In Jesus' name. And every spirit of jealousy, envy, suspicion, distrust, selfishness, withdrawal, pretension, rejection, escapism, unreality, daydreaming. Come on, all the way up. Come out. In Jesus' name. Spirits connected with stoicism, passivity, drugs, sleepiness, alcohol, indifference, being in a funk, tiredness, lethargy, listlessness, Laziness, come on, all the way out. Come out in Jesus' name. Go now. Go in Jesus' name. And every spirit of loneliness, depression, 
despair, despondency, discouragement, yeah. defeatism, dejection, hopelessness, mm-hmm. spirits connected with suicide, connected with death and abortion. Come on. I break the curse in Jesus' name and command all spirits of Molech connected with abortions. Come on, all the way out. Come out in Jesus' name. Out of the out of the fallopian tubes, out of the ovaries, come on, out of the fetuses, I mean, come on, out of the uterus, out of the cervix, come on, all the way out. I release the finger of God to prophetically remove, in Jesus' name, these demonic tubes that were used during the abortion, in Jesus' name. I break it off of you, and I command it to come out. Every spirit of death, insomnia, spirits connected with owls, Apnea, heaviness, gloom, burden, disgust, thoughts of giving up, death wishes, come out in Jesus' name. And all spirits connected with anxiety, fears, dread, apprehension, come out in Jesus' name. And all spirits connected with nervousness, tension, um, headaches, migraines, nervous habits, insomnia, restlessness, come on, all the way up, come out in Jesus' name. And every spirit of sensitiveness, Self-awareness, fear of men, fear of disapproval, fear of retaliation, let it come out. Come out in Jesus' name. Come on, out of the back, out of the penal gland, out of the left side, the right side, the back of the mind. Come on, arrested development, come out in Jesus' name. Hyperthyroidism for keeping things in. I command those demonic spirits to come out in Jesus' name. Go out of the thyroids, out of the pituitary gland. Come on, go. In Jesus' name. And self-awareness, fear of man, come on, all the way up, come out. In Jesus' name. Unfairness, persecution, fear of judgment, fear of condemnation, fear of accusation, fear of reproof, come on, all the way up, come out. In Jesus' name. And every spirit of mental illness, insanity, madness, mania, retardation, senility, schizophrenia, paranoia, come on, all the way up. Every personality, link yourselves together and come out of the left side of the head, the right side, the back of the head, the top of the head, the frontal lobes, the penal glands. Come on, all the way out. Come out in Jesus' name. And I command all spirits of distrust, persecution, envy, suspicion, jealousy, confusion, incoherence, forgetfulness, memory loss. Come on, I break it off of you now. And I command those spirits to come out of your mind. And I release the mind of Christ and declare that your mind should be stayed on Christ, for he keeps you in perfect peace. And I bind the spirit of doubt, unbelief, self-delusion, skepticism, procrastination, compromise, confusion, forgetfulness. Come on, all the way up. Come out in Jesus' name. And I break the mind-binding spirits, confusion, fear of failure, spiritism spirits, occult spirits, fear of man, intellectualism. Rationalization, compromise, come out in Jesus' name. And all fears of all kinds, phobias, hysterias, lying, deceit, fear of man, come on, haughtiness, importance, pride, arrogance, self-righteousness, vanity, come on, all the way out. Come out in Jesus' name. False burdens, false responsibilities, false compassion, religious spirits, come out. In Jesus' name. And all spirits of perfection, pride, vanity, ego, frustration, criticism, judgment, irritability, intolerance, anger, come out in Jesus' name. And every driving spirit of competition, ego, pride, 
Come on, all the way up. Come out in Jesus' name. And all spirits connected with agitation, intolerance, resentment, criticism, grief, sorrow, heartbreak, crying, sadness, cruelty, let it come out. Come out in Jesus' name. Weariness, tiredness, laziness, and every infirmity or sickness or disorder, whatever it is, whatever sickness or disorder, disorder, I command it in Jesus' name to come out. In Jesus' name. And I break the mental, physical, and emotional curses. Break. In Jesus' name. And all spirits of addictive and compulsive behaviors to nicotine, drugs, medication, caffeine, gluttony, alcohol. Come on, all the way out. Addictive and compulsive behaviors. Come out. In Jesus' name. Sexual impurity, lust, vanity lust, masturbation, homosexuality, lesbianism, adultery, fornication, incest. Moab spirits, Kemar spirits, harlotry, rape, spirits of the incubus, succubus spirits, the male and female, and demonic dreams, and how the enemy has vexed you when you sleep. I break it off of you, and I draw a line of divination in the realm of the spirit and declare that when you lie down to sleep, you will lie down in the peace and safety of God. And according to the word, when you lie down to rest, to rest or sleep, sweet, sweet sleep shall come upon you in Jesus' name. And I declare that all spirits of guilt, condemnation, unworthiness, embarrassment, self-hatred, self-condemnation, indulgence, obesity, self-accusation, self-reward, self-pity, idleness, frustration, resentment, compulsive eating, nervousness, I command it to come out, along with prayerlessness. Come on, all the way out. Come out in Jesus' name. Go now. Spirits of death. Break now, and I command the spirits of Osmodeus and Asmodeus and spirits of Apollyon connected with fear, connected with perversion, to come out in Jesus' name. And all cursing spirits, blasphemy, criticism, backbiting, belittling, come on, all the way up, come out in Jesus' name. Go now in Jesus' name. Go now in Jesus' name. And all spirits connected with false religions, Buddhism, Taoism, Hinduism, Shintoism, Confucianism, we break the curses and even error, Antichrist, mockery, and new age, come out in Jesus' name. And all spirits connected with ritualism, formalism, legalism, doctrinal obsession, doctrinal error, seduction, fear of God, fear of hell, religiosity, fear of loss of salvation, judgment, come on, all the way out. Come out. Link yourselves together and come out of them in Jesus' name. Vampire spirits, horror movies, nightmares, astral projection, cannibalism, new age spirits, in Jesus' name, come out, in Jesus' name. And all pendulums, tarot card readings, I break it off of you in Jesus' name. Black magic, white, conjurations, incantations, charms, channeling spirits, centuria spirits, come on, link yourselves together and come out. Come out of the bowels, come out of the back, come out of the spleen, come out of the coxie, come on, all the way out. Come out in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name. And all spirits connected with spiritism, necromancy, spiritism, Catholic prayers, Catholic beads in Jesus' name, and, and, and the doctrines of devils with Catholicism and the worship of Mary, I command it now to come out. Every marine alliance, every marine spirit, I break your demonic power, and I break the heads of Leviathan and behemoth spirits, you stubborn spirits. Come out of them 
in Jesus' name. Go. Hypnotism, horoscopes, astrology, fortune telling, water witching spirits, occult spirits, all of your occult spirits, palmistry. Come on, all the way up. Come out in Jesus' name. Some are being chased in dreams. I bind and break the legs of that person. That evil spirit that is chasing you in dreams, or they have hoods on, or they're biting you, or vampire spirits, you nocturnal spirits, you owl spirits, come out in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you and bless you and praise you for what you have done in the lives of your people. I declare that your blood covers them from the crown of their heads to the sole of their feet. And according to Luke 10 and 19, you've given us power to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing he shall do to us shall hurt us in Jesus' name. So upon the declaration of that word, I cancel assignments connected with backlash in Jesus' name or any retaliation. It's illegal. I cancel it in Jesus' name. And the Bible says that whatever we shall bind here on earth, shall be bound in heaven. I bind every demonic spirit and alliance and allegiance that is set against the people of God. I break those demonic powers in the name of Jesus. And I command any residue and anything that is trying to hang around, come out by the authority of Jesus' name that has not been identified. Go in Jesus' name. And I declare your blood covers them from the crown of their heads to the sole of their feet, and we seal the teaching. We seal everything in your blood, and we declare that they are justified by your blood and that there is life in the blood. Let the blood of Jesus cover them from the crown of their heads to the sole of their feet. It's in Jesus' name that we have prayed and believe. Amen and amen. All right, Dr. Lisa. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want to pray for you, Apostle, if that's okay. Um, sure. God, we just thank you for this awesome man of God, and we just cover him and everything that concerns him with the blood of Jesus. Um, oh, Father God, we bind up any um, demonic assignments that would try to um, come against him for what he has released on this podcast on today, and we decree and declare that um, their assignments have been aborted and canceled by the power and the authority of the blood of Jesus. So, Father God, we give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Apostle, so much for what you have released today. Um, It has been so informative and enlightening. It's just been a powerful time in the Word, and I have enjoyed it, and I believe that all the listeners are going to enjoy it as well. Um, I want to say to the listeners, um, again, this is Apostle Kevin Bailey. He is the pastor of Touch of the Master Healing Ministries. His website is touchofthemasterhmi.org. And you can reach out to him there um, if you want to bless his ministry financially, if you would like to schedule um, any type of counsel or deliverance session with him and his team, you can reach out to them. They will get back to you as soon as they, um, you know, immediately. They don't take a long time to get back to you. So I pray that everyone has been blessed by what has been shared. Um, Apostle, do you have any final words you want to share? No, uh, just uh, no, uh, except for one thing. Remember that all those who are listening to this, you can't go back to what uh, you have received the breakthrough from. You can't return to that vomit or the very things that made you sick. And prayer, uh, worship, reading scripture is very important. Do it daily. Even taking the communion, those who could have access to that. I know many are not worshiping various places, but you can take it yourself. 
Take the communion and fill yourself. Fill your spirit, mind, body, and spirit. Amen. And a proper dose of the word of God is very important, along with prayer and meditation on the word of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much. Thank you all for listening, and we look forward to you joining us again on the Impact Podcast. God bless you. God bless you.